Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Orange and Brown Talk podcast on a Tuesday. Dan Lobby with Mary Kay Cabot and Ashley Bastock. And so we're going to try something a little bit different today um, as, as we go through this off season. We've been through a million off seasons. We know what it's like. We were talking before we, we hit record here. We kind of know the cadence of an NFL off season, what people say, what they do, all of this stuff. And I thought it might be fun to put together a bingo board. And as we go through this off season, let's see if we can get a bingo. Um, so as Ashley enlightened me, a bingo board is 25 spaces. There's a free space. Um, so 24. If we can't come up with 24, if we're starting to go long, whatever, I might turn to our texters to have them help us fill out this board. Um, so if you want to get involved, that's cleveland.com slash Browns, the blue banner at the top of the page. Maybe I'll give them a few spaces anyway. Um, just to get their their input on this. So I, I was also thinking this. I think there needs to be a rule that if we're going to check off one of these spots, it can't be as a like direct result of one of us. So like what I mean is, I guess I could explain it if I get to one, but like if we say someone's going to tweet this, well, shoot, I could just do that, right? Then we got bingo. So... I think we. Sh- I, I think that should be one of our rules as we go along filling out this bingo board. But um, let's have had it. I did the draft lottery generator, and this can be anything. It can literally be anything that happens between that you think could happen between now and the end of minicamp, which is like June fourteenth or something like that. Um, so it's on. We might check off a bunch of these next week. Go ahead, Mary Kay. Oh, is this just for the off season? Just off, season off just off season. Oh my gosh. I did eight in season. In season. In, yes, I'm sorry. Oh boy. Eight in season. Now I'm curious what they are. Some of them might apply to off season. So this goes just from now until minicamp in just June? From now until minicamp. Oh. But I'll, I'll I, tell you. I didn't I understand say, the assignment. I will say this. So, like, just to spoil, like, one of the ones on my list, like, I cheated a little bit. So, like, one of the ones on my list is, like, the Browns are going back to the Greenbrier. Like, that's not an off-season thing, but that's, like, something we would find out. You know what I mean? So, you know, like the schedule releases in May, right? So that gives us some wiggle room for for some stuff. So, well, the good news here, Mary Kay, is I did our draft lottery generator and you have the third pick. So Ashley actually gets to lead us off. Again, anything. It can be the smallest thing. It can be the biggest thing. It can be a roster move. It could be a quote. It could be a tweet. It could be... Somebody trips and falls in the middle. I don't know. It can. Be, this is oh, no. wide open. So Ashley, you get to lead us off. <laughs> okay. So I wasn't thinking big picture with my first pick, and these guys know. I told them I'm flying by the seat of my pants on this one. So I hope the spontaneity is on my side today. But I'm thinking about the combine because we're going to be at the combine in a week. And actually, exactly a week, we're going to very likely be hearing from either Kevin Stefanski or Andrew Berry. We're recording this on a Tuesday. And uh, typically, one of them talks on Tuesday at the combine. So I'm thinking about what will Kevin Stefanski get asked about? What's he going to say? Because I feel like we can all kind of predict, for better and worse, what we're going to hear from Kevin Stefanski. So my prediction is... He's going to get asked about Deshaun Watson's rehab, and he's going to say some version of, we'll see, he's progressing. 
And it'll be some version of an answer that we get multiple times, I think. But I think the first time we're going to hear it is at the Combine. I had one. I threw a real quick list together, and I had one kind of along the line. So this is like Kevin Stefanski just says to Sean, he kind of gives a non-answer about Deshaun's progress. Is that sort of sort of yes, what we're saying that is here? The, that is the shortest way to put it on a bingo board. We get a non-answer about Sean Watson's progress at the combine. Okay, so I actually want to throw out, um, I think we need to figure out which one we like more here, because the one that I had for Deshaun was Deshaun is like doing well, or Deshaun is ahead of schedule. That was that was what I was thinking with Deshaun. Like, so what do we think is more likely for Kevin to just give us the non-answer, or for Kevin to be like Deshaun is ahead of schedule and ready to go? I think non-answer. I think it's too early for him to say ahead of schedule. I think we wouldn't get an ahead of schedule until maybe mini camp. But I would think maybe more towards training camp is when we would get a ahead of schedule answer. So, you know, Mary Kay, you've done some reporting on this. You talked about it in your insider when Deshaun might get back to throwing. It does feel like he actually is ahead of schedule here. Yeah, he is a little bit ahead of schedule, and he is expected to start throwing uh, in a couple of weeks, actually. Uh, He's gearing up. He has um, already been in the weight room at UCLA, and within the next couple of weeks, sometime in March, he's going to begin throwing. So it's just going to be a light workout light throwing and that should have him eligible for some off-season program throwing um you know when the time comes in may so um you know the off-season program begins in april april 15th and then um you know they'll do the otas and on-field workouts and stuff like that mostly beginning in may um but when i talked to elijah moore at the super bowl he basically let me know that these guys are going to be getting together sometime soon for some for some throwing sessions this spring. So we'll have to keep our, our eyes out for that. Okay, so our first entry is going to be Kevin Stefanski. Basically says Deshaun's rehab is progressing, right? Going well. Some, some variation of that. All right, so I'm up second here, and I'm going to go with a Deshaun theme as well. And I feel like my initial thought here was too easy. So I'm going to I'm gonna spice this up just a little bit. Between now and the end of the off-season program, we will hear three Browns coaches or personnel people specifically reference Deshaun's second half against Baltimore. Three. <laughs> so we got to hear from three. Now, if we want to limit it to just coaches, that's fine. But I think coaches and personnel, I guarantee you we'll, we'll check off one next week. And I think we're going to hear it from at least two other, you know, I'm going to say it, two other coaches. Three coaches mm-hmm. referenced Deshaun's second half against Baltimore for whatever reason between now and the end of the offseason program. This one well, almost feels like the free space. They're, they're going to have to watch it on film, Dan, because most of them weren't here for it. <laughs> well, exactly. And that increases the odds, right? Like Ken Dorsey's going to be watching it for the first time. You know, I, right. I, I think there, I think there could be a chance here. Yes. I like it. I love it. 
I love this because we've already heard about it. Like Kevin Stefanski has already brought it up. I believe Andrew Barry has already brought it up. I don't think we can check him off yet. Obviously, Andrew's not a coach either, and that's not three people. But that's a definite narrative, I think, that they are going to keep going back to because it was such an impressive comeback. And I think we all, we all, we've talked about it extensively for the same reason, right? Yeah. I mean, look, there's a reason we keep bringing it up. Like, like you said, Ashley, it was the moment it was, it was up for the debate for our award for defining moment of the season. It was part of that. So like it, it's the thing that gave everyone hope about Deshaun Watson. And unfortunately it was the last time we saw Deshaun Watson play. So it's just going to be natural. And I think that's why we're just going to hear it over and over again. Um, you know, unless somebody's listening to this podcast and they're like, did you hear what those knuckleheads said? We're not saying anything about this. We're not going to let them help <laughs> get the, their stupid bingo here in the off season. Okay, Mary Kay, we bought you some time here to, okay, to edit your board and put together uh, what what your options might be. So give us our third choice here. I have to say that my in-season bingo board was so much fun. And my off-season one is not nearly, nearly as fun. But I'm going to well, say then, this. Then it sounds like we have a July podcast. We, we do have a July <laughs> podcast. We're going to do an in-season bingo board. And I'm going to save these. And knowing as you guys know how organized I am, so I will be able to find my notes very easily. Because I'll text them to Ashley and she can take a picture of them and put them somewhere in a Google Doc. <laughs> uh, in, like she does a, everything else. In a Google Talk that you'll have to remind us to use. <laughs> yes, exactly. We need to give people some context for this, and then Mary Kay can have a little more time to refine her picks in case we're doing a snake draft. Are we doing a snake draft, Dan? Um, I guess I guess yet? we'll leave that up to Mary Kay. Are you ready yeah. to make two picks, Mary Kay? I am. I okay, am then we'll ready. do. Oh, then we friends. will do a snake draft. Basically, so the listeners know, I have master Google Docs every single year. I still have them saved for the last three years now, two years, uh, three years. Yeah, where I make a Google Doc for a person every single season, and I put every single word that person says into the Google Doc so that we can keep track of it for all the years. So like. The Kevin Stefanski document for 2024 has been started already. The one for 2023 ended up being like 300 some pages because it's every Kevin transcript. It's all organized. And Dan and Mary Kay routinely forget that it exists. So whenever they're looking for a quote, I have to be like, guys, the Google Doc folder, it's all in there. It's honestly, it's a masterpiece. It is a masterpiece. Once we embrace it, we're going to be addicted to it. It will be like Dan making and canceling hotel reservations. He's just going to be in the Google Doc all the time, looking things up and just, we won't be able to get him out of the Ashley Google Doc, the quote doc. Um, but yes, we, we just need to dive in and embrace it. Maybe we should have well, like a little tutorial one of these days. Well, it's actually, it's what's really bad about it is I'm like a Google Doc junkie. Like I do all my writing in Google Docs. I do, I like literally... I, my life is just eaten up by all things Google, and that includes, you know, Google Docs. So it's it's actually really bad that I keep forgetting about it and not using it. So, okay, Mary Kay, what have you got? Okay. All righty. So I'm going to stick with the Deshaun theme. And my first entry on the bingo card is going to be, we have restructured Deshaun's contract. His contract 
his cap charge is $64 million. And um, that's high. That's a lot of money. So I think they will probably try to reduce that number again, give him some upfront money in the, in the form of a roster bonus, bring that number down, maybe add another void year, something along those lines, and off they go, able to do whatever else they need to do. See, everyone out there listening thinks this is just some kind of game or gimmick, but we've got, we're three entries in here, and we've already done like some real football talk about Deshaun's recovery, and now we're going to talk about Deshaun's contract. This is something that's going to come up next week, Ashley, if it hasn't happened uh, by the time we get to Indianapolis. So um, this is what the Browns need to do, and this is, this is what part of this contract was and part of what a lot of these quarterback contracts are. You sign these big, massive deals, and then you reach into it to consistently find money over and over again. Yeah, I mean, that's part of the reason why Andrew Barry is able to, you know, maneuver with cap space as well as he has. Because, like, and I think it almost probably makes it easier for them negotiating because this money is all already guaranteed. It's just a matter of when is Deshaun getting it, at what time, how exactly is he getting it. Um, and last year, I think it was when they restructured it, it opened up like over $35 million of cap space. Like I'd imagine something very similar happens this time around. And it's just part of, you know, what makes Andrew Barry like some of his best traits as a GM. It's because of stuff like this. He's able to finagle and move that money around in a way that is beneficial for basically everyone involved. I think I saw somewhere, um, don't quote me on this, this is just something I think I heard, that Patrick Mahomes has the biggest cap hit of any quarterback to ever win the Super Bowl, that this is the year that that finally happened. So um, Deshaun would blow by that if they don't redo that number and, and redo that deal. I mean, you just can't sustain that kind of cap hit with as expensive as this roster is. So um, again, I think every single year, this is going to be something that, that we talk about for as long as Deshaun is, is the quarterback. And that's part of why Andrew Barry made it very clear. They don't view this as like a five-year thing with Deshaun Watson, um, that they view this still as a long-term thing. Okay, Mary Kay, what's your next entry here? My next entry is at some point we are going to get word that Deshaun Watson is hosting teammates somewhere. Now, in each of the last two years, it's been a wonderful tropical locale. Uh, It was Atlantis one year, and then last year it was Puerto Rico. And this year, I don't know if he's going to be able to do something that exotic coming off of his surgery, but I still feel like he's going to want to spring for some kind of a trip to get this season kicked off the way that, that he has in each of his last two years. So I don't know if they're going somewhere like that again, or if they're just all, maybe they'll just all meet up with him in Los Angeles where he has to somewhat stay near his surgeon or whatever. But I think, I I feel like there's going to be another Deshaun Watson gathers the troops and they all get together and have a passing camp. I can't believe I let this one slip by. I didn't even have this on my list. And I actually, it makes me think that my, that I'm slipping here. I did this one. This one is really good. This one, this one definitely has to be on there. Um, and look, you kind of said it already. Elijah Moore said it's going to happen and we're trying mm-hmm. to get bingo here. So like, this is, this is going to be a winner um, for sure. Camp Deshaun. 
I feel like LA might be the place. I feel actually like they might be ending up back at the UCLA campus again. And plus there's guys that live out there and, and stuff like that. So I, I feel like UCLA might end up being the play here. Yeah, maybe. I mean, like Mary Case said, though, I mean, I am kind of stuck on the fact that it has been, you know, this very tropical locations the last couple of years. That wouldn't surprise me either. But yeah, maybe they'll want to return to L.A. where they obviously spent a week in the middle of the season. But it does seem like just a given at this point. We're going to hear about it. Guys are going to go and it'll be the big offensive trip for the third straight year. Okay. So this is this is what I was thinking when I said we can't be the ones who who make this thing hit. Now, if somebody answers one of our questions, that's fine. Um, but we can't be the ones that do this. And this is this is one of the ones I was thinking of. When we get out to, to OTAs and we see Deshaun Watson for the first time, what are we going to be looking at? We're going to be looking at the football. We're going to be looking at how it comes out of his hand. We're going to be looking at how fast it moves. We're going to be looking for, this is the key word, this takes us back to those those that month with the shoulder. We're going to be looking for zip on the football. <laughs> and so that will be a topic of conversation. I think this is a gimme. I, th- I think actually we're going to hit bingo easy with the, the pace we're going right now. Um <laughs> But it can't be one of us. One of us cannot. It can't be one of us three. It's got to be. I don't. I don't know who it is. You know what? I actually think. I think it has to be a fan, who's not actually there watching, but they're just operating off of Twitter videos. I think that's what it has to be, because for us to stand there and watch it, it's different. But I think. I think we've just got to find the random fan or the random Twitter account who's sitting at the office watching Twitter videos and analyzing the zip on Deshaun Watson's football. I think maybe that's, you know, we can clean that up and make it fit in a bingo square, but I think that's what it has to be. Ashley, it seems well, like you like this one. I knew exactly what you were going to say before you said it. I'm like, oh, we're going to going back to talking about zip on the football. It's like those, <laughs> that month we were dealing with Deshaun's injury kind of in the limbo pre his exit for the year when that was all anyone was asking about, talking about, dissecting, and it was exactly that, Dan, right? It was like a lot of accounts, like fans or blogs, whatever, looking at the videos from practice and trying to judge the zip or the velocity or the arc of his throws from these short little clips of him throwing against air. So I definitely think this is a huge talking point going into the early stages of the off season. Yeah. I think, I think that's, it's the, it's the Zapruder film analysis of Deshaun, of the ball that Deshaun Watson is throwing by people who aren't, who aren't actually there. Um, So that's going to bring us back to Ashley here to wrap up our first six picks. Yeah. I'm going to go with just an obvious thing that I'm pretty confident is going to happen. And it's going to be, we have restructured Nick Chubb's contract because Andrew Berry has already called it the elephant in the room. I said it at the time. I think it's a pretty big deal for Andrew to even acknowledge it as that. And, you know, he also made it very clear this team does not want to move on past Nick Chubb just because of his injury. But looking at his numbers for next season, we know the cap number. The cap hit is over $15.8 million, uh, only $4 million of dead cap right now. Spotrack, of course, has kind of highlighted this year years ago as a potential out year. Um, so everybody knows this is coming basically just a matter of when. Yeah. And, and this is an interesting one, Mary Kay, you've mentioned this um, when we were standing at the Greenbrier last year and we talked to Nick Chubb, he 
you know, obviously circumstances have changed, but he didn't seem like he was real interested in getting less money on that contract. Like he didn't want to be the guy that, that stymied running back contract deals. Now, like I said, situations have changed. They're probably going to have to do something. I don't think it's going to be that difficult, um, but I, you know, you just have to do it. You cannot, for all the hard decisions you have to make, you just cannot do anything that doesn't result in Nick Chubb uh, or anything that results in Nick Chubb not being a Cleveland Brown. Yeah, and you know what? I mean, the internet, once again, was all abuzz because a reporter said that Joe Mixon and, and Nick Chubb are candidates uh, to be cap casualties. And, you know, I mean, it's almost a little bothersome knowing that Andrew Barry has already come right out and said, we're going to, we're going to keep him and we're going to do whatever we can to keep him. Um, and so I, I don't know why someone would get everybody all riled up when that question has already been answered. Now, I suppose there is a world in which they have trouble reaching some kind of an agreement but it's not like Nick has a bunch of leverage right now and can just say, okay, forget it. I'm walking away from this. And they wouldn't want to do that anyways. They have already made it abundantly clear they're going to do right by Nick Chubb and they're going to make this have as happy of an ending as they possibly can. So I don't think fans need to worry. The only thing anybody needs to be concerned about is uh, what is Nick Chubb going to be like when he comes back? When is he going to come back? And is it going to take maybe, you know, another season before he's really himself? So I saw that going around yesterday and I couldn't, what was the, I didn't dig deep into like where that came from. Um, I'm Googling it here and there was, there's an NFL.com. It just seemed strange that he could be um, like, like you said, I mean, we sat there and heard Andrew Barry, who literally never says anything, make it very clear that and and i i'm finding it now make it just very clear that that's not going to happen i i don't get it it doesn't make sense so no it shouldn't have been it shouldn't have been thrown out there it kind of followed on the heels of um of the you know hey maybe the giants will trade for deshaun watson you know and we they could do like a daniel jones versus deshaun watson plus a second round pick kind of thing and it's like really I mean, are we that? Is it? Do we really need the combine to come that badly that we're doing this right now? Yeah, and that was so like, I, it just some some things are possible and some things aren't. Like, it's fun to throw things out there, but like, you can't. How, how does that even work? I don't even know how the structure of a trade like that would work. Anyway, <laughs> we, maybe we need to come up with a bingo space that has to do <laughs> with stuff like this. Uh, let's take a break. We are going to move quicker through a few of these. Trust me, some of them on my list do not deserve much of a discussion. Uh, but when we come back, Ashley will get us going again as we put together a Browns off-season bingo board. And back on the Orange Brown Talk podcast, we've got Kevin Stefanski saying Deshaun's rehab is going well, progressing well. We've got three coaches referencing Deshaun's second half against Baltimore. We've got restructuring Deshaun's contract, Deshaun hosting teammates somewhere for a passing camp. A lot of Deshaun here. Fans breaking down Deshaun's zip off of Twitter videos and restructuring Nick Chubb's contract. All right, Ashley, what do you have? I was going back and forth, but I wanted to do something a bit more fun or funny, so to speak. So I've come up with this, and it might be kind of convoluted, but I think you guys will see where I'm going, see the vision. I think after post-draft, 
like height of rookie minicamp, there's going to be a random rookie that everyone gets obsessed with, who's probably undrafted, who's not going to make the 53-man roster. A couple of years ago, the prime example of this, Dan, I know he's a guy you wrote about, tight end Marcus Santos Silva. Everyone was obsessed with the story. He was a basketball player. They found him. He, of course, did not make the team. But it's those kind of guys, I think, that Twitter like falls in love with, and they either end up on the practice squad or not making the practice squad even, and they're just you know free agents after that. But I do think there typically in typical years, there is that one guy that Twitter has decided this is the guy that's going to be the breakout of this rookie class, even though there's not much evidence to support that. (laughs) There's yeah. And there's actually one that kind of goes hand in hand with this. Like after the draft, there's going to be one undrafted free agent that like people just put in the hall of fame. Um, Yeah. We, I mean, we could certainly revisit this one in July, but that's a good one. Rookie minicamp is tough. It's a long couple of days trying to find things to write about. So sometimes you've got to just find that undrafted free agent who played basketball and make a big stinking deal out of it. That's <laughs> just, that's what we have to do sometimes in this business. I, I like this one. So the fans will just attach themselves to someone during rookie minicamp. Um, not one of the main draft picks. So yeah, this is a good one. Um, okay. I got a, I got a list here. I got to see where I want to go. Um, you know what? I'm going to go free agency here. This is just a really, this one feels easy. I'm going to go free agency. I'm going to say that a Browns free agent signing tweets in all caps, dog pound, let's go. And dog pound has to be in all caps. That's it's got to have dog pound in all caps. So that's, that's mine. I get some free agent who just learned about the dog pound 10 minutes ago is going to tweet in all caps dog pound let's go Ex- with like, like four this. exclamation points <laughs> i like this you know i think mike ford jr was this guy last year that that's how we found out he was coming here yes. like no actually no. you're right maybe that's what made, yeah. made me think about it <laughs> like no insider nfl insider like tweeted a signing or anything right it was just him tweeting dog pound let's go and we're like it looks like mike ford jr is signing with the browns we guess like yeah i like this Okay, Mary Kay, we are back to you. Okay. My next thing is Andrew Barry is going to tell us that with that second round pick, he can either stay right there, he could possibly trade up, he could even trade back. Anything is possible with that second round pick. I like, see, I like this one because this is like the, this is like the first 15. We're going to we're going to get we're going to start strong because he's absolutely going to say that next week. You are <laughs> you are 100% correct. I think we can just save ourselves some transcription troubles and just start transcribing right now and just just put that in there. So, <laughs> Andrew Barry leaves his options open with the second round pick. Says mm-hmm. they can they can trade back, they can stay there. They, yeah, this is this is a winner. Check it off right now. Put it on the board. Put the X on. Mary Kay, give us our next one. Okay. Um, my next one is Miles Garrett goes somewhere far, far away in the offseason. Like, we're not sure, but it's going to be somewhere in the world. And... You know, we're going to see some things on Instagram. You know, he'll be in 
Thailand or Singapore or something like that. Uh, Miles is going to go explore the world and we will find out about it on his social media. Yeah. Is there like a requirement? Is it just a matter of like, does he just have to cross an ocean or does it have to be like a specific place? Like can, like, can it be anywhere overseas? Does it have to be in like Asia or Europe or South America? Maybe he gets a head start on the, the a potential Brazil trip. Um, <laughs> or do we it just want to say. It can't be Niagara Falls. It's not no, going to be Niagara Falls. Dan, I think he's got to cross an ocean. Count. So I guess that would rule out <laughs> South America too. But I guess he's got to cross an ocean. Is that yeah, fair? I mean, South America would be okay. I mean, okay. you could go to. New continent. It's got to be a different continent. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. The Maldives. Like Something. <laughs> Miles, like Miles Garrett leaves the continent and not for work. Like, it can't be like, uh, I'm water boys, going, not water. Yeah, no, it can't be for water boys. Is he going to JOK's camp? I can't remember. It can't be for that. It's got to be yeah. like a, a strictly, it's got to be a pleasure trip, not a business trip. Okay. Yes. Miles Garrett leaves the continent. Um, oh man, we're back to me already. Uh, okay. I just got to go with this one because I'm panicking a little bit. David Njoku does a shirtless press conference. That's <laughs> the first one that I saw on my list. So David between Njoku, now and June. Between now and June, shirtless press conference by David okay. Njoku. He's okay. gonna walk. He'll walk off the practice field one of those days, either an OTA day or a mini camp day, okay. and he'll just walk up to the podium and do his press conference shirtless. Okay. This is a little risky. This one's a little riskier because somebody might tell him put a shirt on, but I, I don't think so. Okay. I like it. All right, Ashley, you got two. Oh, man. I only came up with one right now when I was waiting. So we're going to see what the second one is. But my first one, I actually was going through, speaking of the, the Google Doc transcripts, maybe this is slightly cheating, but they are technically available to all of us. So I don't think it is. And I was looking at Andrew's transcripts from the Combine last year. And there's a specific Andrew phrase that stuck out to me. It's very specific. It has to be this specific phrase that he utters, but I know he's going to say it because anytime he gets asked something that could be remotely controversial or uncertain, he probably delivers this line in some form when he starts his answer. And it's, I understand the question. And he (laughs) says the reporter's name, whoever asks it. So that's good. I understand the question, Mary Kay. I understand the question, Tony. I understand the question, Ashley. Somebody's going to get that in the first line of an answer next week at the combine is my theory. This is the kind of institutional knowledge we've never been able to build on this beat because there's never been any sort of consistency or stability to be like, well, this is how this person answers questions. This is what this person says. Yeah, of course. This is this is a good one. This is like Mike Prefer saying God's country. This is a home run. <laughs> um, this is going to hit. So I understand the question and then someone's name. All right. I like this one. Mm-hmm. What's next? I think we're going to get a lot of questions, especially when OTAs start. This just came to me in the split second about tackle rotation. Guys are going to want to know who's going in at tackle and when are they going in there in these drills? When, of course, they're not even contact and, like, the line isn't really doing anything. But I think that we're going to get so many questions about that and it's going to – we're going to make a big deal out of it by saying, oh, these two guys were working first together today. Okay, so at first I thought you were going with, like, we're going to ask about the tackle rotation, which is on my list for next week. 
Nobody steal that. But <laughs> um, okay, so you're talking actually like sitting there tracking the tackle rotation yeah. Yeah, in the spring. Do you know what made me think about this? Because I would have taken this if this guy was still on the team. It's the question, the tracking Demetric Felton. Like, where's Demetric Felton working today? Is he with the receivers or the running backs? I know. <laughs> I can't got, do it anymore. I got, a, I got a story a year out of that. That was, yeah. so that was I was really thinking, easy. I'm like, what's, what's that next thing? Like, how can I spin this forward since Demetric's not here anymore? And what's, like, a big topic of conversation? The tackles just come to me. I think people are going to be very fixated on who's recovering. Like, how are Jed and Jack doing? Are they going in first? Where's Dewan? What's Dewan doing? Like, I think that's going to be a big big thing that we're all focusing on but i think that yeah. fans are like genuinely asking about too yeah and i think we'll you know and we'll ask about it and the, the response will always be well we don't have depth charts in the spring so yeah that's that's good i mean a lot of this stuff is like like this is legitimate stuff like we got to know who's playing tackle and we got to know when they're playing and what it might tell us about who could be on the roster and who might not but yeah this is this is a big one and now we're back to me There's a couple that I, I have on my list that are kind of like, they're kind of reaches. I don't know if it'll happen. So I might just throw those out as honorable mentions. For some reason, I wrote this one down twice. That's how quickly I did this list. So I'll just say this. The Browns are going to say one of their draft picks is a first round talent. <laughs> That's a good one. Like some, yeah. Somebody's going to tell us that. It'll be Andrew. It'll be Kevin. It'll be a scout. One of those scouts that talks to us on Saturday. Yeah. This guy we got in the seventh round, first round talent. <laughs> so I, th- I think that's one you know the funny part about that and that's a beautiful one i love it the funny part about it is in that like each of the last couple of years they were kind of right about one of them right like dewan jones you could make the case right same thing for martin emerson same uh, thing for jok yeah no i mean so they- yeah, they they definitely said it for JOK. I remember that when they said yeah. that they felt like they were getting a guy that they would have taken at twenty six, and now we see where he is. And you're right, Dewan Jones, first round talent that fell. I'm I'm not saying they're going to be wrong, but I'm yeah. I'm just saying we're definitely definitely going to hear it. that about somebody draft yep. weekend. There is no doubt in my mind. Um, okay, Mary Kay, back to you. Okay, so um, there will come an announcement that the Browns are going to Brazil and that they are going to play the Eagles on September 6th in, how do you say, Sao Paulo? Don't know how to say that. Um, and that's it. They're going to start their season in Brazil on September 6th. And it's going to be a big, huge deal. And... I don't want to go alone. So you got some, somebody better be coming with me on this podcast. It's Mary Kay dog pound. Let's go. Um, (laughs) Yeah. yeah, This is it really. I remember when the NFL first announced that game and then we saw that it was the Eagles. And then we realized that the Browns were on the Eagles schedule in Philly. And then you start to go through the teams and it just sort of, you realized that like, Oh, this could really there is a chance. However, like there's a real chance this could happen. And then we see it getting floated out there by other people. Um, Ashley, it just feels like, I don't know, maybe we spend months and months talking about this and it's not the Browns, but it sure feels right now on February 20th, like 
this this could be the Browns. And next week, next week, Kevin is going to say to us, we're just going to go play where they tell us to play. But it just <laughs> seems like one of those places is going to be Brazil. Dan, don't steal any bingo board picks, potential bingo board picks when you're not Sorry. on the podcast. <laughs> no, but I think you're exactly right. We were talking about before this podcast because Mary Kay just wrote a whole story. She's been making calls and doing research all morning on like the chance of this happening. And it's also this idea of like, there's so many connections between these two teams now, like beyond just the obvious, you know, and obviously they've done joint practices together. There's a lot of crossover and personnel and coaches and front office people and who knows who. And like, like there's a real connection between those two teams in a way that it just kind of like makes sense in my brain why this would happen. Yeah. That's, that's one of the things I did um, try to write about a little bit is the fact that look, Andrew Barry worked under Howie Roseman in the Philadelphia Eagles office. Catherine Rach, the assistant GM, worked under Howie Roseman in the Philadelphia Eagles front office. Andrew Berry's twin brother, Adam, is the director of football operations for the Philadelphia Eagles right now. Kevin Stefanski and Nick Sirianni, really good friends. These guys have done joint practices. They've gotten great, great reviews and feedback on those practices. You know, they don't fight. They, For the most part, they get along well together. Um, and I just, it seems like a natural, that's one of the reasons why uh, this trip together uh, is is a natural. And yeah, I think it's going to happen. Can, can I tell you what's going to happen? We're going to sure. get all, we're going to get all excited about a trip to Brazil, right? It's going to be like, oh, the Browns are going to Brazil. Okay. And they're going to just go out like a couple days early. So it's going to be like, we're going to be the working the whole time. We're not going to get to see anything. And then Kevin is going to tell us because when the schedule comes out, the NFL is like, you're also going to play Jacksonville week two in Jacksonville. And Kevin's going to say, so instead of flying all the way back to Cleveland, we're just going to spend the week in Jacksonville. <laughs> so this really cool trip to Brazil is just going to become a week in Jacksonville. Somehow that's going to happen. Oh, <laughs> uh, let's just stay in Brazil. <laughs> and then just just show up just in time for kickoff in Jacksonville. I don't, I don't even know if that route makes sense. I don't know if there's any <laughs> logic behind that, but I just feel like somehow this ends up with us spending a week in Jacksonville, which I don't know. I don't Could think happen. that'll be nearly as fun as a week in L.A. Mm, just, you never know. <laughs> I'll just go we, on the record. We have learned to travel well, and we can make fun wherever we're at. That, so. that is true. Okay, Mary Kay, you've got another one here. Okay, I have another one. And just so you guys know, I have to be on uh, Sports for Clee today. Right, we'll so I've got about these. 10 are, more minutes. What are we up to here? We, I'll, I'll count them up while you uh, while you put this one okay. out. Okay, this is the 16th selection. Okay, okay. so we're, so we're moving along. Here. We're okay. okay, I'll let them know I'm running a little bit late. Um, okay, so my next one is as long as I'm uh, ticking off the trip boxes, we're going back to the Greenbrier. So pack that big old suitcase, get ready to make that drive from Cleveland down to White Sulphur Springs, West Virginia. Get ready to revisit our mouse steward at one of the restaurants and all the other things that were germane to that trip last year. We're going back to the Greenbrier. There's like almost no doubt in my mind. Well, I just hope Chris Easterling gets his chicken parm this time. That's all I care about. <laughs> um, I am going to go with, uh, okay, this is a weird one, but it feels like this happens a lot. I actually had Greenbrier on, on my list too. Um, it seems like every 
maybe it's not every year, but I feel like there's always some random person that we find out or at least tells us they've been a Browns fan their whole life. Like some coach or some player or something. They're from like Nevada and they're like, oh yeah, I grew up a Browns fan. Like what? That doesn't even make sense. What are you talking about? So that's, that's my pick here. We find out some random person has been a Browns fan their entire life. All right, go ahead, Ashley. Uh, well, I'm going to take the one that you said that I legit think is a pick already, which is that Kevin Stefanski is going to get asked about playing, you know, either going to the Greenbrier or going, you know, specifically to Brazil. And he's going to say, we don't know that yet. We'll play where they tell us to play at some point. Might not happen at the Combine, but at some point we're going to get Kevin talking about that before the schedule comes out. Okay, um, so now it's back to me. No, I think it's me again. Oh, yeah, it is you. Right? You've got two picks in a row, right? Okay. <laughs> I know. I don't know why I got so excited for I'm that. Getting crushed, I'm, not... I'm getting crushed under the pressure of lightning round here. <laughs> um, yeah, I'm going to go with they are going to execute a trade somehow for a veteran receiver. And I don't know who that person's going to be yet, but I think they're going to be aggressive and go get somebody. And they're probably going to use their second round pick to do it. But that doesn't have to be part of the square. Okay, that's that's fair. Um, all right, this one falls under the category that one of us can't do it. Um, and this is a little tougher because they're not going to have a new kicker this year and they're not going to have like really much new as far as offensive linemen are concerned. But I'm going to say that someone asks a question about Joe Thomas, Phil Dawson, or Joshua Cribs. And by the way, these are legitimate questions. And I've been the person who asked these questions before at times. We all have, but I'm just saying it's inevitable. Someone will ask a question to a draft pick or someone like that about Joe Thomas, Josh Cribs, or Phil Dawson. All right, Mary Kay, you've got two in a row here, and these are going to be your last two. Okay. Um, all right. So my next one is this falls in line with one Ashley recently did about Kevin Stefanski, but I think this deserves its own square. So I'm, I'm going to use it. We will ask him, somebody will ask him, is the bye week too early? Is the bye week too late? Is the bye week just right? Like the three little bears. What about the bye week? I love I love this one. You're, we've been doing this for too long. <laughs> we need to go cover the Cavs for like a month or something or like cover the Guardians spring training or we've just been we've been doing this for, for too long. Um, all right. So I've got to get caught up on my list here uh, just to make sure. So I had the Phil Dawson. Mary Kay has one, one more. Uh, okay. I believe, right? Yes, she does. This yeah. is her last one. Ask about the bye week. Ask Kevin about the bye week. Um, yeah. And then I had the Phil Dawson, Joe Thomas. Okay, I'm all caught up here. So Mary Kay, go ahead. Uh, Andrew Barry will trade away the seventh round pick. Oh, I hope oh, so. That's a great one. Do they have it or did they already trade it? I think they have. I think you're right. I just want to double check. He did it last year. I know that. He's got to. I mean, if he doesn't, he's going right? to be letting us all down. Right? So yeah, that's, uh, that's... He hates that seventh round pick. We hate the seventh round pick. Yeah, they do. They actually have two seventh round pit, two seventh round yeah. picks. Oh. Unless this hasn't been updated. Um they might have traded one of them. They did. There was some confusion about this. I'm pretty sure they did trade one of them. Yeah, so, trade. Yeah, here's an updated one. Um round seven pick from Atlanta. That so was they in got, they got that in the Deion Jones trade. That's yes. how I remember that. Okay. God, I hope so. I hope you're right about that one, Mary Kay. Um, <laughs> wow, I was pretty impressed with my list, and I don't have anything left on it at this point. Okay. <laughs> you can come up with something. I do. I wish I would have thought ahead, though. Okay, let's see. Um, Brown's bingo board. 
Uh, Ashley, did you have one here? Yeah, I. this is lame, but I mean, I think fans look, will overanalyze it every single year. Anyway, we're going to hear from Paul De Podesta. It's the year oh, yeah, Paul draft. De Podesta presser that's going to get overanalyzed for weeks. Yes, yeah, yeah, that's... <laughs> That's definitely going to happen. Um, okay, uh, let's see. I got to think. We've done combine. We've done free agency. Um, we've done the draft. What's something we haven't we haven't hit on yet? I have something. Okay, why don't you give us one, Mary Kay? Okay, we will sit with Jimmy and D at the owners' meetings, and we will ask them: Are you going to renovate the stadium? Or are you going to build a domed stadium? And I like this because it just means that there will be no resolution by then. And they probably won't have any, like, it, it's, it just speaks to how this process, how crazy this uh, this process has been. So I will also add to this, we'll just have a whole bunch of dome versus open air stadium debates <laughs> over the next, like, good two one. months. Mm-hmm. So, okay, I think this is a good bingo board. I feel good about where we're at. I think think we might hit bingo i'm gonna have to put these into like a randomizer and put them on a board somewhere and everyone can play along and if we hit bingo i don't know i don't know what the prize will be um but we'll just be happy and excited i, I think know what the prize could be i have an idea although i'm not sure quite what to do with this you guys saw our colleague mark bona dropped off some boxes to me yesterday one of them was a box full of brown's memorabilia that a disgruntled Browns fan doesn't want anymore. <laughs> okay. And he actually wants me to give it to the Browns or Jimmy and D Haslam. And I just don't know if I'm actually, I mean, I guess I should do that because that's the request of the fan, but we can also hand these out as bingo. prizes. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe that's uh, we should. I'll tell you what, here's what we're going to do. Follow along with your bingo board. And I don't know. I don't want to make any promises. I can't make any promises here that we can't keep. That would actually be a very bad idea. Um, no, and you, and you know what? And I have to. I have to hand these over to the Browns. That's I cannot true. You give probably away. Probably do. I can't give away these lovely items that I received yesterday. I can't. Maybe, yeah, maybe we'll come up with something fun for the people who you know, make a bingo board and follow along and and fill one out. I'll have to text it out to our texters or tweet it out or something like that. But um, yeah, we'll, we'll come up with something. Maybe Christian use will make them a starter jacket. (laughs) See, this is making promises (laughs) that we can't keep. Well, no, it's actually making a promise that Christian you can't, can't keep. So there we go. It's her problem. Uh, All right. That was fun. Our bingo board for the off season here on the orange and brown talk podcast. Find us on Instagram, search orange and brown talk. Actually, that's where I'll put the board. I'll put it on Instagram once I finally make it. So just search orange and brown talk on Instagram to see it there. Uh, Find us on YouTube, search Cleveland Browns on cleveland.com. And of course, become a football insider subscriber, cleveland.com slash Browns and blue banner at the top of the page. For Mary Kay and Ashley, I'm Dan. Thanks for listening, everybody. 